the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast After the Bell with Chip Nellinger. Chip, man, what happened today? There's all kinds of double-digit losses across the board. Yeah, bloodbath, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, the, I mean, people are really scratching their head, me included, on, on this deal. Um, the way I read it is you come in this morning, forecast really didn't change a whole lot from what we saw on Friday. It was hot, record hot in some areas. Um, there was some rain around, but that was in the forecast. Some of that rain in Iowa was excessive. You know, they got 10, 11 inches in three hours. So that, that is never good, um, that much rain. And yet, you know, the best the market could do in the overnight was two, two and a half higher, maybe three higher at one point. And then we get to the day session and, and just puke this thing. Heavy, heavy fun selling. Um, so the way I read it is, is, is probably two things. And, and maybe this is maybe I'm reading too much into this. I think that uh, personally, this Mexican election that they had over the weekend, they elected uh, a hard left wing socialist who said some pretty uh, outrageous things, particularly about uh, the United States. I think that maybe there is a little bit of fear in the marketplace that um, NAFTA may now be a little bit in jeopardy. And to top that off over the weekend, uh, Canada put $12.9 billion of tariffs on us in retaliation for the steel. So in that environment, even though on Friday you were getting tweets and news out of Washington that, yeah, we're getting close, we could almost sign NAFTA today, you know, the market's maybe saying, yeah, well, we've, we've heard that story. Boy, it cries wolf, right? We heard that about beans a dollar and a half ago, too, that this China thing was figured out, and it certainly isn't. And if, we're, if we've got NAFTA figured out, then why is Canada putting more tariffs on us and What's this guy now, the president uh, down south of the border, what's he going to do to the plans? And I really think that had a lot to do with today's action. Just puked the corn market, um, closed under the previous low from that really bad day two weeks ago on the China news, three weeks ago now. So closed December corn down 12 and a quarter at 359, new multi-month low. Beans actually held together the best today. Um, at one point, they were four or five cents higher. Uh, you find a little bit of uh, commercial buying in soy meal, and I think some some decent commercial buying in beans. Uh, they were still down a dime, but um, they held together, you know, relatively speaking, way better than corn and wheat. Hammered the wheat market as well, down 17 in uh, in Chicago, down 21 in the Kansas City. It just was one of those days. Um, a lot of heavy losses in a lot of different commodities. Um, sugar got hammered, coffee got hammered, um, uh, crude oil held together a little bit, but the products, heating oil and, and uh, unleaded got hammered, uh, gold got hammered. Uh, it's just one of those days where there was a lot of fun selling commodity wide and uh, corn, unfortunately, and wheat were not immune to it. Where do we go from here? Well, crop conditions this afternoon, they dropped 1% in corn, 2% in beans, um, somewhat expected, but yet, um, you know, they are dropping. We started at such a high level that there's about only one way to go for them. Um, will that give us a little bit of support? I, I don't know. We've got a weird week here. We've got, we've got an early close tomorrow. 
Um, I believe uh, 1205 Central close tomorrow um, for the holiday. No markets Wednesday, obviously. No night markets Wednesday. And then we open up again at 830 Central Thursday. So wouldn't surprise me if we bounce a little bit tomorrow just because it's a kind of a cut up week and a, and a long pause there for the 4th of July. But man, Thursday, I think still going to be all about the weather. And is there any news from the trade front? I think the, the bottom line, long answer, much longer. The trade issues, whether it's China, um, Mexico, NAFTA, the uncertainty and the, the delays we're seeing on getting some of these things um, solved is really spooking the grain markets right now. So uh, pretty ugly. I wish I had better news, but uh, just an ugly day any way you cut it here. Okay, so Friday is the deadline for the uh, the Chinese tariffs that yep. are going to come up again. So I've been going through as much news as I can find, and, and I can't find anything that says that there's any meetings coming up in between now and then. Am I or am I just missing something? Yeah, no, and that's that's part of this. Um, in the markets, hearing these 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 tweets and these news blurbs about um, you know, in the case of of NAFTA, well, we're about ready to sign it. Well then sign it. You know, I mean, I think the market's becoming fearful that, uh, yeah, no matter what we're hearing, we're, they're trying to cheer this and rah-rah this, then we're getting close, we're close. But yet there's no there's no progress on it. So you're right. I don't think there's anything set in stone. Um, at this point, there was, uh, there, there was one, you know, news advisory service out. They said probably the only thing in their opinion that could save it now is, is president to president. Could that happen last minute? Maybe. But yeah, I mean, Friday's gonna gonna come and go, and then it's like, well, if we haven't done it by now, is it gonna take six months? Is it gonna take a year? Is it gonna take till the next election? That's kind of what's going on in the in the mentality of the market right now. And uh, no news is bad news. They say no news is good news, but in, in this case, right now, no news is bad news. And the longer it goes, the more pressure we can have on this. The, the bright spot we talked about this before of all this is. These lower prices are starting to stimulate demand. And so, you know, on the one hand, the market's sitting there thinking, well, if they don't get China figured out or if we screw up NAFTA, you know, Mexico's number one corn buyer of, uh, of our products. China's number one bean buyer. If they slow down, all that's going to do is back up 100, 200, 300, 300 million bushels on the carryout and increase the carryout. But the, the bright spot of that is if they do get it figured out, and it's even stays as it is, if not, maybe increase the demand a little bit. This this time we've spent at a low price level, somewhat artificially, will re-stimulate the demand and that'll make the balance that much better. But we gotta have that confirmation and that good news. And no, you know, is that Friday? Is it over the holiday? Is it two years from now? Nobody knows. And that's what what hurts. So if they can get it figured out, it will be good longer term because we'll have been too cheap for too long. And it'll really have the, the demand base prime. The flip side of that, though, is if they don't get it figured out, then we're going to keep going lower because we're just going to increase the carryout. So it's a we've never been in this situation, uh, really. I mean, in modern times, you go back to the 70s, I guess, the Russian grain embargo, something like that. Uh, so nobody knows how to handle this and uh, nobody knows <laughs> what the next step is. And like you said, right now. In, unless they're not telling us, which is quite possible, there's nothing being done. Uh, you know, there's no talk schedule. There's nobody talking about it. 
And that's kind of the disappointment of the market right now, I think. That's what I'm scared of. I mean, here we are, you know, what is today, Monday? So you've got holiday in their mix, something that mix somewhere, unless they decide the government decides to work on a holiday, which, come on. Right, yeah, in Washington. And then, so you really have Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's it. You know, maybe Thursday you can figure something out, but they're not going to build a close. I mean, unless, like you said, unless there's some, they've been doing something in the background and they've kind of got something leveled out and they're going to like wait till the last minute for some theatrics and like, yeah. oh, look what I did and save the world and all this stuff. stuff. It's not going to happen. So we're going to roll into June 6th or July 6th, wake up on the 7th, and then, oh, well, great. This is another fun yeah. day, another fun ride. Makes no yeah, sense. And, and I would say, in the case of beans, I think. Two thirds or more of it is digested in the market already, mm-hmm. but it just the uncertainty will just keep grinding prices lower. Um, in the case of corn, it is a big deal. If this NAFTA thing goes haywire, you know, on the one hand, you've got well, China can't go anywhere else, and and maybe Mexico can't get, go anywhere else. That might be true, but that doesn't mean they won't try their damnedest to get other sources: Argentina, Brazil, um, you know, Black Sea. It might cost them more, but just to throw it in our face don't think for a second mexico wouldn't go somewhere else to try to secure as much corn as they could before they come to us so my point of that is still could be painful from a demand side even if it's 200 million bushels uh, i mean that all that does is just increase our supply and right now it looks like there's a, a a shot of at least trend line maybe better yields coming in corn i mean about two uh two rains away from having this baby make a crop we need to have it cool down a little bit and get through grain fill, but um, you know, big crop and decreasing demand is not the combination either the corn or the bean market needs right now. That's my biggest fear, what you just laid out right there. It's not so much that China has to come buy beans from us. They just have to. There's not They can't get them at the volume. They need to get them anywhere else in the world, but they can get it from other places, though. They can still fill that, fill that, that order partially other places. So what's that mean when... I mean, they might be 5%, might be 10% less than what they've bought from us in the past, but all of a sudden, we don't have a world market that can absorb what our, our, our leftover 5 or 10% that normally goes to China. Yeah. You know, same thing yeah. with the corn deal. Exact same thing with, with Mexico. If it's only 5 or 10%, okay, well, it doesn't seem like much, but what are we going to do with the other 5 or 10%? It's just hanging out yeah. there. And that's what scares me more than anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad deal, and, and rightfully so. The market's scared about it because it... It definitely matters. Uh, you know, like I said, it could end up being really a good thing if they can get this thing figured out soon. Because at a certain point, we'll be far enough down this thing. That, yeah, maybe the demand will bounce back in the 19. But you're going to pretty quickly, especially in beans, be far enough down the road that um, we, it'll be hard to – even if you get it figured out down the road, it'll be hard to bounce back and and – fill the demand pipeline enough in the rest of 18 so it'll back supplies up and increase the carry out if we're not really carefully uh, you know and get this thing done relatively soon like a couple two three weeks if it goes two three months more or more you know there's no way around it our carryout's going to be bigger because there's no way you can pick up that pace and get it all shipped out even if they start taking our beans again so it's kind of a slippery slope here that we're uh, we're climbing up and it's starting to rain on top of that right is any talk okay so i've read numerous articles about 
Trump saying, "Hey, don't worry about it. Farmers are going to take care of you. Don't worry about these tariffs. It's not, we're going to we're going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. Even if it does happen, we're going to we're going to take care of you guys, and you won't feel the effects of it." Is market buying that at all? I mean, are they are they look, listening at that? Well, I don't think that? yet. Um, <clears throat> the, the problem with that is, and they, they may they may come in. There's there hasn't been any specifics, but you know they did that back in the '80s where the, the government comes in and actually manages and takes ownership and uh, of the stockpiles, and then it's up to the government. The problem is that doesn't, you, 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 I mean, that's no more than a direct payment to the farmer. You might financially help them, but you don't fix the problem of no the supply. massive supply of corn you have sitting there, right. you know, that the government. Now it's out of farmers' hands, and maybe they're somewhat more whole financially, uh, but you still have this huge government-owned inventory of corn that's hanging over the market. So right. it financially, they may they may be okay or, or get some, some sort of payments or, you know, compensation. But unfortunately that, you know, the only, the only way to fix this is a, is a free market. And I know it's kind of a roundabout way that we don't really have a free market with some of these issues and the reason why we're putting some of these tariffs on, but that's the answer to everything. The freer the market, the better. I mean, it'll take care of itself, but you start messing with it. It screws things up, you know, both ways. Um, either too much supply or too much demand. You just got to let the market clear itself and, and, and it'll work. But right now we're kind of messing up that equilibrium a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm, livestock, I'm, livestock markets may be the bright spot here. They had way better cash trade last week in cattle. So that, that might be the bright spot. They didn't, they didn't puke like some of these other markets. Um, but yet in the same breath, we were bucking a half off the highs too so i'm um, still close what happens there if nafta doesn't happen i mean you're talking about all the beef and the pork and stuff that goes to mexico yeah same 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 issue there uh, i mean um you're exactly right i think probably cattle would have been buck and a half two bucks higher today if it weren't for some of these issues um, hogs did close higher um and and off the lows and near that within 20 cents of the highs up 32 um so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think some of it is just in corn, you know, that, that, that makes me scratch my head a little bit because I would have thought maybe hogs would have been in there as well, um, simply because Mexico is such a huge producer. Um, but in the same breath, the funds I think are a little bit long in hogs. They're already short in corn. First day of a new quarter, they're just plowing right back into more shorts. Um, in corn. So they, that's how funds trade. You know, when they, they're big trend writers, um, if the trade's working for them, they just keep adding to it and being short corns working for them right now. So they're just going to keep selling it every day that it's open until there's a change in the weather or some better news on NAFTA. Outstanding. Hey, I'm jacked. Cause things are, things are really, really moving forward. <laughs> well, pretty soon you're going to start calling me up and there's going to be a bourbon bottle sitting next <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had better news. Yeah. And uh, and I do think, you know, as hard as it will be, I mean, could they take corn to 330 right now? Sure. I think the lower you go, the the more we're going to have a bounce mm-hmm. post-harvest because demand's pretty good. Um, you got to have a little faith that eventually we're going to get these trade issues figured out. And uh, if you combine that with staying too low for too long, We'll come rocketing out of here, and, and it will. <laughs> Trump, everybody, will, as much as they're cussing him now in farmland, mm-hmm. they'll be cheering for him in six months because we'll be screaming higher 
uh, if you get that demand back um, yeah. now that we're artificially too low. So he, he can come, Trump can still come out the hero in this, but he better, uh, he better uh, keep working and, and start working faster. Well, Superman can only be around kryptonite for so long before it kills him. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Chip. Well, hey, volatility's everywhere. We talk about it here, and this is a great opportunity to talk about volatility like we've, like we've been talking about it the last month now, seems like. Guys want to get a hold of you and talk about their plan. How would they do that? Yeah, best way is just call us here at the office, 309-550-7213. All right, Chip. So till tomorrow, have a good one, and we'll talk to you then. All right. You have a good night. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks.